Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church. that we can have. Nothing else confess to him. That's one of my favorite songs would say, there is nothing in this world that satisfies like Jesus. Not money, not clothes. There's a God-sized vacuum in your heart. A God-sized vacuum. What it means is that there's nothing on earth apart from God that can fit in that vacuum. You may try to fit it in with money. You may try to fit it in with alcohol. You may try to fit it in with fun, pleasure. But you find out that you over and over will come back to the point where you know that Jesus is more, more than anything. More than anything. More than your degrees in the university. is more than your title. It's more having Jesus. is more than anything. It's more than having a spouse. It's more than having a baby. It's more than having a job. Having Jesus is more than anything. The greatest, greatest asset. When God was dividing the lands for Israel, to the Levites, he said, give them new land. He said, for I am your inheritance. He says to Abraham, he says, Abraham, he says, I'm your lot. He's not of lot. What is it? It's your lot. It's your portion. I'm your portion. I mean, when they were dividing things, when it was my turn, they gave me gold. They gave others land. They gave them houses. It was my turn. They gave me gold. God became my lot. Miriam says, you have become our song. It's bigger than anything you can ever dream of. Bigger. And as Christians, we must understand that money will never take the place of God. No position, no money, not houses, not a PS5, not a Bone Street, not what it is. Eh? iPhone 12. Anything. Okay, so on Sunday I started to teach on how powerful our minds is, and I want you to follow me closely again tonight. I'll be as slow as I was on Sunday because I want you to remember everything I tell you tonight. By all means necessary, ensure that you are taking notes. If you think you don't need it, still take it. When you have sense, you find out that you didn't need it. I am very, very serious. Our minds are God's limitation. No matter how big what God wants to do in our lives, it cannot do beyond the capacity of our mind. He cannot do it. So he needs you to make up your mind first. 
It needs you to get to that point where your mind is made up. I've said over and over again that decisions are the most powerful things in the world. And the moment where we take decisions at the very moment where our destinies are shaped, the day you decide to stop sinning, the day you decide to abandon that habit, the day you decide, that day you decide, you make up your mind. The Bible says the prodigal son came back to his mind. And on that day, he didn't need to pray, he didn't need to fast, he just needed to make up his mind. And he made up his mind and was back home to his father. You make up your mind, this is how my life would go. You decide that this is the lowest ever that my life can be. Make up your mind, make up your mind to serve the Lord, make up your mind. Joshua says, make up your mind whether you serve the Lord or not. He said, well, for me as my family, we shall do what? We shall serve the Lord. You make up your mind that your Bible study will be priority to you. You make up your mind that prayer will be priority. You make up your mind that purity will be priority to you. You make up your mind. I made up my mind a long time that I will be sexually pure. Made up my mind. I didn't need to fast about it. Made up my mind. Because when your mind is made up, there's nothing that can happen to you. Not, not even Satan can stop you. He made your mind. When I was called to start SLC, I made up my mind that SLC was going to be a great church. I made up my mind that SLC would be a great church. I made up my mind that SLC, I made up my mind that SLC would be a church that would be strong in the Lord, strong in the spirit, strong in his word. I made up my mind. And it's not pride. I just agreed with what God already promised me. You know that you cannot declare God's promises without sounding proud. Do you know that? You cannot really say the things that God said and not sound proud. You can't. Because God is boastful. He says, I am that I am. I'm the greatest. There's absolutely nothing I cannot do. Those are very powerful statements. Those are very powerful statements. So there's no way you want to repeat what God says and you'll be seen to be proud. There's no way. And it's not pride to agree with God. It is not pride to say the things that God already said about you. It's not pride. Sometimes what you call humility is foolishness. When I, when I go before the Lord and I would pray and I say, Lord, I'm nothing but a worm before you. I'm nothing but a dust. I say, stop that. I died for you. I died for you. I didn't die for war. So, when I want God to move in the meeting, I don't go and say, Lord, you know, there's nothing I can do without you. I don't do that. I tweak it. I say, Lord, with you, I can run through a truth. With you, nothing is impossible for me. With you, I can live through a war. With you, absolutely nothing. So, I tweak it from the positive angle, from the power angle, not from the weakness angle. So, the first thing that going to God and to declare our weakness will make God feel powerful. Jesus never declared his weakness. God, he says, you can do all things. I made up my mind. I made up my mind that this church would be strong and I would walk in the reality of God's promise for us. I made up my mind. Isaiah 51, I said to you on Sunday, the Bible says, look to Abraham. Isaiah 51, verse 1. Give it to me, Joshua. Is that, is that Joshua Mike? Isaiah 51, verse 1. It says, look to Abraham. Look to Abraham, your father. I exposed myself, I was talking about on Sunday, particularly on the power of exposure. Exposed myself to the, to the identity and the works of those that have gone ahead of me. 
I was deliberate about exposing myself to people who have gone ahead of me, people who are already walking the reality of what God had promised me. Are you following me? He says, look to Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah that bore you, for I called him alone and I blessed him. Did you see that? You see that? He didn't say look to God. What he says you look up to? Answer me, guys. Answer me boldly. Now, why did he say you look to Abraham? Because it's possible that you never see God. But I can see Abraham. There are many Abrahams already walking the reality of God's promise for your life. That even if you don't see God, you can see them and say, God did it for Mr. So and so. God did it for this person. God will do it for me. So he says, look at them. When you look at them, your faith is teared. When you look at them, your faith is gingered. Look at their works. I was extremely intentional about focusing on the works of those that have gone ahead of me. I look at it intently, intentionally. I put my mind on it. These are the people that have gone ahead of me. I look at their works and it creates a strong gold in my heart. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10, the Bible spoke about strong gold. It says that our weapons of warfare are not carnal. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. They are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And since you are bringing into captivity every thought into the obedience of Christ. So it calls your mind a stronghold. Now a stronghold is both negative and positive. What a stronghold is, give me verse 14, verse 14, verse 15. What a stronghold is, is that a stronghold can be a place of refuge where you are held, you are held, you are protected. Is a stronghold for you. You are protected in that place. Is that it? Is that, is that for we stretch? What, what version is this? Is this 2 Corinthians? It becomes a stronghold for your mind. Pardon me, let me get it clear. Somewhere. Someone can get it from where is the weapons of weapons of warfare are not carnal. So it costs our thoughts a stronghold. It costs our imaginations a strong. What's it? Verse 4. Not verse 14, Abby. Verse 4. Give it to me. Verse 4. It costs our, our minds a stronghold. Our imaginations. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty to God to the pulling down strong. Give me verse 5 quickly. Verse 5 now. Casting down imaginations and every height that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. So it calls thoughts a stronghold. So a stronghold could be positive and negative. So it's possible for you to have concentrated and concerted your thoughts so much on something that it becomes a stronghold in your heart. That you cannot be sick. I was, I was, I had, I had consumed so much the word of God on healing that he had created a picture in my heart that I can never be sick. Now, does that mean that those that are sick are ungodly people? Absolutely not. Does it mean that those that are sick are not, are not serious Christians? No. Those, please, 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 don't get me wrong. It means nothing in that line. It means that I have made up my mind that I will not be sick. And I said, until I see it in the Bible, that Jesus laid down on the bed. And he says, Ross, please be gentle with me. That was the portion you put ejection yesterday. Don't put it back there again today. Ah, that was pain. And he says, Peter, 
Is this how you are going to be looking at it and I'm going to go away? And Peter, James, and Joseph, Master, how fearless thou? Until I see it like that. I created a picture in my mind. It became so strong, it became my reality. It became a stronghold. Made up my mind, I would never, I would never, never pastor a weak church. I made up my mind, I would never pastor an, a church that is not excellent. I would never. I made up my mind before we started. My mind was so strong. And I was willing to let go of my past. If you look at Genesis 14 that we read last like on Sunday, Genesis 13, it says, and when Lot departed, God spoke to Abraham. You guys, I don't know what they're preaching. I'm always coming down. When Lot departed, you guys have noticed, have you? When Lot departed, God spoke to Abraham. Genesis 13. Lot is an indication of the of families. Let's talk about village. It's on the village, your village. And of course, from village perspective, village, village mindsets, village outcomes, village interpretations, village assumptions, village conclusions. And Lot is family. Family, 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 familiar. So Lot is familiar. Lot is the familiar. And so sometimes you might have to let go of what you are familiar with for your familiar ground. Remember I said on, on, on our first message that God says, do not be afraid of stepping into the unfamiliar. Things that you are not used to. Things you are not, you are not familiar with. Now, it is familiar is safe. Where you are is safe. Where you, you have mastered it, you know how to do it. You know how to run it. It's safe. But when you try to step out of where it's safe, it becomes risky. And God is in the risky. God doesn't wait for you to be ready before he pushes into it. If the mother eagle had waited for all the eaglets to be ready before he tossed them out of the nest, all the eagles in the world would be in the nest. Because you never feel ready. How many of you never feel ready? You never feel competent enough. You never feel funded enough. You never feel prepared enough. Nobody feels prepared. But God comes to you, bam, and he calls you out. So I'm ready to let go of my lots. My lots, my village perspective to everything. There's the way church has been done in the village. There's the way church has been done where you came from. There's the way your business has been done where you came from. But is that how God wants to do it now? Let me, let me, let me, let me. Let me make you laugh a bit. When we're starting SLC, and we're supposed to go for, we're supposed to pay a hundred thousand for the place in Roosevelt. I couldn't. I was like, ah, where we see this money from? Hey, this money is too much. Blah 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 blah. So my village, my village mind just came. Bah! I said, must you use that kind of place? Can't you go and start somewhere in the bush? And must you use AC? Must you use padded chairs? Is it not the Holy Ghost? Is it not the power we are looking for? And God can do anything from anywhere. After all, Bishop, we never started church with bench. So when that village voice started to talk to me, the Holy Ghost said, Ah, Philip. I said, Yes. I read it in this book. Bishop, we never started with bench. And the Lord says, How many people were not using bench in those days? Everybody was using bench. Who is using bench now? There you go to the back to bring the village perspectives. How is your business being done before? How is it being done now? I was ready to let go of my old models, my 
old assumptions. And you know, Lot, Lot in this concept may not even be a person, although may be a person. But in this model, it might be an antiquated model that you have brought into a contemporary situation. You have brought a model that worked for you before. And listen, God does not change, but God changes things. There was a time in the life of Israel that manna used to fall, manna used to fall, manna used to fall. The Bible says when they came into the promised land, manna stopped falling. Everybody said, God, we want manna. We want manna before in our father. Our father had manna. It is not, God has not changed, but the seasons have changed. There was a season of manna. The fact that God is no longer raining manna does not mean that God is no longer powerful. It's that you have, you have entered a new season of your life. You must understand that there are switches in seasons. God is not less powerful. God does not change, but God changes models. He doesn't use the same thing. What you are doing with your life, is that how God wants you to do it? You must make up your mind that you are going to be, you can be contemporary without compromising. Did you get what I just said? Lot is comfortable. Lot is familiar. Be careful of Lot. Be careful of Lot. Expose yourself to the world of limitless possibilities. Expose yourself to the reality of the life that you want to live. There's a life that you want to live. So I spoke about exposure. Exposure is critical. It's number one key thing. What I did for the first few months before we started church is that I exposed myself. Now I expose myself. I still did it yesterday night. I'm consistently because God is consistently evolving things. So I used to tell my media people, I used to tell Femi and Buchi, I said the fact that I said something was fine yesterday, it may not be fine to my eyes again today. Sorry, you have to do it again. He said, but this old I said, no, you can't do it again. It's no longer fine. He said, but that, it's no longer fine. Why is it no longer fine? Because my eyes is consistently seeing new things upon the road. It's consistently seeing new things. Are you following my point? Expose yourself to the life that you want to live. If you don't know that kind of life, you cannot desire it. If you don't know there's a particular kind of life that you want to live, you are not going to be able to desire it enough to either experience it or to reproduce it. You see, I have to make up my mind. I watch men of God that's gone ahead of me. I sit down with Archbishop Ben Dauza and I watch his sermon. And I watch his sermon. And I, I, I put it so much in my system that I become almost almost literally inside it. I watch Oedeko, I watch Pastor Adeboe, I watch Umaupai, you know Umaupai. I watch Umaupai, I watch Oyakilome, I watch all these guys intently and I picture my mind because I'm exposing myself to the reality of a particular life I want to live. If you don't know there's a life outside what you are living, you cannot desire it. Last week, my Banji and Dwayne slept over in my house and they woke up the next morning and there was no light. My kids are getting used to the fact that there's no life after my own gen. There's no life after my own gen. So one day called them and said, look, this is not all that there is in the world. Mbanji had lived in Dubai for a long time before he came to Nigeria. So he showed them videos of Dubai. And they saw the towers. You know, beautiful videos. You see, you see the water dancing to the tune of music. Have you seen those videos before? Yeah, you need to. Have you seen those videos before? Okay. You need to. Before you go to heaven. Because you'll be too shocked when you enter heaven. It will shock you. Eh? Get familiar with it from here. Okay, you don't know, Abby. You don't know. 
You think heaven is a place that when you enter, the ground is very dusty? You are staying everywhere with anointing oil? Is that what you think? That as you are going, and then just passing, is it that's heaven? That's, that's your picture of heaven? Yeah? That's your picture of heaven. <laughs> and your belt, your belts in your stomach like this. Brother, welcome. Welcome to heaven. We thank you. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. Welcome to heaven. Is that your picture of heaven? You missed it. <laughs> you missed, you missed it. That's not how heaven looks like. So he called them, two of them. He says, look, there's a place in the world where there's always light. The Bible spoke about heaven, that there's no darkness in heaven. Is that why you must get used to places where there's always light? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because some of you are saying that it will take light when you get to heaven. There's no ration. There's no unit. Is it, you see, it's important to get I'm serious. Because when you get there, and you are waiting that they will soon take light. Some of you might even rush to the toilet to go and use buckets to fetch water. In case water. And you quickly charge your phone. In heaven, the Bible says there is no darkness. That there is no light. You see, heaven, there is no night. It says Jesus Christ is the light of that place. So perpetually, all round the clock, if there is anything like that, there is light. So it's good for you to stay in a place where it looks like that. Now, if you don't live in that kind of place, it's important for you to expose yourself to that kind of thing. So that it doesn't shock you when you get to heaven. So he told them, said, it's a place where there's always light. You don't have to own the jet. There's no, no jet noise. You don't have to wait for leopard to bring the light for you can watch TV. And they said, is that so? He showed them videos. That Nigeria is not the best version. Nigeria is not all that God has to offer. This is a disgrace to God. This is not God's intention for mankind. It's important for you to know that there's a life outside what you're experiencing. It's important for you to know that there are people that can walk in the reality of the anointing that you are expecting from God. It's important to you. I saw it. I thought I had the evidence to start praying for people to blind eyes to get open. I was in Pastor Polynesia's church and I saw how he did it. I exposed myself to that thing. What kind of life do you desire? Expose yourself to it. If you don't expose yourself to it, you will not be able to walk. So God told Abraham, Abraham, look around, look out, don't look around, look out, look out, don't look inside, look out, northward, southward, westward, and eastward. So I said there are three keys to improving your mind. I said that, I said number one, the first key is exposure, and I spoke about education. I didn't talk about it, but I'm going to talk about education today. Exposure, education number three, exposed. We're going to talk about three of them, finish it today. And I want you to, please, I beg you in the name of God, listen to me. If you're going to break new grounds this year, you need to operate in faith. The mind is as important as the spirit. As believers, your spirit is not more important than your mind. I said on Sunday that you shouldn't be more daft than you were, now that you're a believer. It is with your mind that you believe. Do you know that? It is with your mind that you understand. If you didn't have mind, you can't even understand the gospel. It's with your mind that you understood the gospel. It's with your mind that you believe the gospel. So the mind is critical. And the Bible spoke about God. It says we have the mind of Christ. We don't have the spirit of Christ alone. We also have his mind. And the mind of Christ is the mind that created this whole world. This whole structure, this whole system. The sun, the moon, the stars. His mind created. 
That means you can create something like that. Don't ever undermine yourself. In the book of Luke, we're reading out Luke chapter 6, where we read for our, our 20 days of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that of all men born, there's none as great as John the Baptist. It says, yet, the least in the kingdom is greater than him. Everyone that came before John the Baptist is better than them. From Abraham to Solomon to David, there's none as great as John the Baptist. And yet, the least person in the kingdom is greater than John the Baptist. What does it mean? That John the Baptist is the mightiest of all prophets of old. And the least believer is greater than the highest of the highest prophets of old. As you are seated here, you have the potential that is greater than that of Abraham. You have the potential that is greater than that of David. All the prophets of a while. For many reasons. Number one, they didn't walk in the kingdom. They didn't even have the Holy Ghost living in them. None of them had. None of them had the Holy Ghost living in them. None. All of them had the Holy Ghost coming on them. Bible says, none of the Lord came upon Ezekiel. The Lord came upon Samson. But none of them had the Holy Ghost living literally inside them. Like it's living in you right now. So you have the potential. You, have, you, are, you are greater than Solomon. You are greater than Solomon. Solomon was the wisest man that ever lived until Jesus. The moment Jesus Christ came, everyone that came after Jesus had Jesus in them, had the capacity to be wiser than Solomon. You are wiser than Solomon. You are wiser than Solomon. You are greater than David. You are better than Moses. You are better than all the prophets altogether. On the Mount of Transfiguration, two prophets appeared to Jesus. Moses and Elijah. Three of them were there. Bible says they were speaking to Moses, speaking to Jesus. Then suddenly Peter said, wow, let's not live here. Let's build three tabernacles for all of us. So all of us stay. One for Moses, one for Jesus, one for Elijah. Bible says the cloud of God came down, boom, and says, this is my son. Hear ye him. And when the cloud lifted, only Jesus was remaining. What does it mean? Nobody else but Jesus. Not Moses, not Elijah. Nobody else but Jesus. That means everyone that came after the pattern of Jesus is greater than Moses. Everyone that came after the pattern of Jesus is greater than Elijah. You are greater than Elijah. It must enter your mind. Everything that you have in your hand today was in your mind yesterday. Everything that you would have in your hand tomorrow must be in your mind today. If it does not enter your mind, it cannot enter your hand. If it is too big for your mind, it will be too big for your hand. If it is too big for you to think of it, it is too big for your life to experience it. Even God had to come now in Genesis. Sons of men were building a house to reach heaven. When God came down, let's, let's look at it. I think if I wrote down the scripture, Genesis. When God came down, I'm not sure I wrote down that scripture. It just came to me now. God says, look, nothing can be withheld from them that they have imagined in their hearts to do. God said that. Now these people, we can't stop them. Human beings. Human beings decided that they were going to build a building to reach God in heaven. And God said, we can't stop these people. The best we can do is scatter their language. Man. On Sunday, I'm talking about, about, about courage. How to, how, to, how to fear. You don't want to miss Sunday. Then. All that lily liver, chicken liver, chicken hearts, on Sunday, we're going to destroy everything. We're going to face the world with courage in the name of Jesus. If it is too big for your mind, it will be too big. Okay, Genesis chapter 11, verse 6. It will be too big. Too big. 
Genesis 11 verse 6. If it is too big for your mind, it will be too big for your hands. If you cannot have it on your mind, you cannot believe God for it. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Scripture says, that means for you to have faith, you must first have hope. Hope says it's possible. Emmanuel, hope says this thing is possible. Is it possible for you to have a house of your own? He says, yes, it's possible. So that's hope. Then you can now substantiate it with faith. But if you think that it's not possible for you to have a house of your own, then you cannot even believe God. You know what I'm saying? If you think that it's not possible for you to have a car of your own, if in your mind you don't ever see yourself driving a brand new car, it has not entered your mind. You cannot even picture yourself in a brand new car. You can't picture it. If it comes, you have to say, hey, it's not me. Something, there are some village expressions. That, that's, that's making that there's nobody in your father's house has ever done this before. So you cannot even think that you are in it. It's a problem. You can't believe God for it. If I can't, if I can't see myself pastoring thousands, and I told you that I had to, I had to take Reynard Bonky pictures, crusade pictures, and printed it with millions in attendance and put it on my wardrobe because I needed to keep it before my eyes. It's possible, Philip. There was one I did, I told my friend. It was a big church, and that church, they had screens, screens in the church. The pastor, the pastor, the pastor was preaching. His picture was, his image was on the screen. So I told my friend who is Photoshop, I said, "Help me put my picture on those screens." So he put my picture there. I can see I put your picture on stingy men. I don't know why you put your picture on stingy men. I put my picture <laughs> on the big, big things, <laughs> bigger things. Amen. I don't know. So I put my picture on bigger, bigger things, mightier things. Crusades, big podiums. Just my picture. My picture being on stingy man. <laughs> very, very sad. <laughs> quality information, education. Quality information. Feed your mind with information to deliver at the level of the potential you have already expressed your mind to. Feed your mind with information to deliver. At the level of the potential you have already exposed your mind to. So you see, I've exposed my mind to a possibility. Then after exposing my mind to it, I now begin to feed my mind with information. To equip it to deliver at that level. That's education. I've seen that it's possible for me to pastor thousands. I expose my mind to that possibility. Then I begin to feed my mind with information that equips my mind. To be able to deliver at the level of thousands. That's information. Information sometimes comes like, like education sometimes comes as information, sometimes it comes as instructions. It comes as information, then it comes as instructions. Instructions, what to do, how to do, what to do. I am not just exposing myself and saying, ah, it's possible, it's possible. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big man. I, I, am, I, am, I am taking out time to educate myself to be able to deliver at that level. I know I'm going to do that. I know God says I can do that. But then am I equipped? Am I competent to do it? You get my point now. So information and education helps my mind to develop capacity. Not, not, not just to dream now, but to deliver. So I sit down with leadership books. I sit down with leadership books. I sit down with capacity books. 
I sat down. You would have thought I was praying for a PhD. Books on church administration. Books on church structures, church systems. Big, big books. Sat down. Purpose driven church. What every pastor needs to know. Everything that's because I've never pastored before. I don't have experience anywhere. So I needed to equip my mind so I don't end up a dreamer. The Bible says that the dreams of a lazy man wearies him because he will not put his hands to work. So anyone can dream. But it takes education to be able to deliver. I exposed myself to leadership books. I bought books of Maxwell. I always recommend Maxwell. If you're a leader, if you're a person who has called for leadership, get Maxwell. Maxwell is a fantastic, it's very balanced. There are some that are not balanced. I've read some books. I've read books by Jim Collins. I've read books by Steve Covey. I've read a lot of leaders, but I think of all of them, I'm not saying the others are not good, but all, of all of them, the most balanced of all leadership books, I will always recommend John C. Maxwell. I was on campus. My, my monthly allowance was 5,000 naira for, for feeding for a month. And I, after paying my stipend, 500 added four five left i bought a little uh, john c, uh, c. maxwell leadership bible 3006 out of the four five how much is left eh? now so i had now left for the month so i drank the gari i drank that gari but if i drink gari now it's just my mind is fresh I led a choir from 25 to over 300 members. From 25 to over 300 members. Simple principles. In those days, my wife used to go, me and my wife would go to the uh, campus, we go to bookshops together. My wife is an addict, addicted um, reader too, so you know, that, that, makes, that makes us gel very quickly. So she's in, that, she's in the other side of that bookshelf, I'm on the other side of this book we were reading. And there are days I couldn't even afford to buy some books, I would almost finish the book from the shelf. So I come every day to come and check it. They don't know I'm reading it. I can finish your whole book, just come and check it. I'm reading it. I'm already reading it. So I couldn't afford it. I remember the earth is flat. I can't remember the name of that one. Earth is flat. I read, almost read all that book. Read! Read! Don't be mentally lazy. Read. Every area and field that God has given to you, it is reading that exposes you to transformation. When you open your heart to read it, it enlarges your information back. You become a master of something you don't even have experience of. Because you are borrowing into the ideas of people that have gone ahead of you. If I read books by Yonggi Cho, that means he has put in that book all his mistakes and all his conclusions. I will be starting from where he is. Are you following me? I will not start from the fresh. I am starting because I'm building on the experience. I will not make the mistakes he has already made. There's no need. There's no need for you to repeat mistakes of people that have gone away. You can get access to their books and read it and start from where they are. Read. Christians don't read anymore. Long as others receive, ah, what are you reading? Nobody reads. What are you reading? I don't focus on it. In my personal library, I have over a thousand books in my own personal library. Over a thousand books. And I'm not the, I'm not the bookshop. I have never met Kenneth Copeland before, but I know all his stories. I've never met Kenneth Hagin before, but I know all his stories. I've never met Bishop Wedeko one-on-one before, but there's nothing about Bishop Wedeko. I used to tell people that I, tell them, I know more about Bishop than you. I've read and read and listened and listened and 
you sleep happy. Yes, I still didn't do it today. I still didn't yesterday. So I cannot start from the scratch. I'll be starting from where they are. Because they have compiled all their mistakes and errors together in the book. And I'm, I'm getting access to it. Read about your choosing field. To be a man or a woman of impact in your choosing field, you have to read. Believers, read. Feed your mind. When you feed your mind, it expands your mind. God will be able to do more. It is easier for God to anoint literacy than illiteracy. You didn't get what I said. God can use, it's easier for God to use a, a landed person. I'll explain why. I'll explain why. Africa, one of our problems in Africa is that we were not exposed to education quickly. I'm in education, I don't mean, I don't mean Western education. We're not exposed to education. Africa. Somehow, somehow, there was a tweak. Egypt used to be the topmost of all global civilizations. Somehow, there was a, I don't know how it happened. We went to back. Babalola, strong man. Pasadela, mighty men. There are none of their works on YouTube. These are greater men than ALM. There are greater prophets in Nigeria than Kashdin Kulma. Greater and mightier men of God than William Abraham. They are in this country. They are people that have lived in this country. Babalola was a mighty man of God. They were going to start church in their house, and there was a well in the front of the house. I'm sure that they could not start church because of the well. And he said, Is this the well that's the well? He said, That's the well. He said, He commanded the well to go to the backyard. By the next morning, the well was at the backyard. Straight away. These are people that drove cars on empty tanks. I, I heard there was a particular time my um, Obadadi, you know Obadadi, was traveling and they had palm oil in their car. They never complained that the fuel was over. I know Yoruba, Eko, Miss Eko, Eko Seko, there's no fuel. Only kilo wa lenye. I was at the back. He said Eko, because Eko is palm oil. He said, he said, he said, yes! Go and put that palm oil there. Put the palm oil there. And they drove on. Pastor Della was going to cross the road, old elderly man, and the car they were going couldn't cross. He couldn't cross. Out of frustration, because he's been trying to, he's a old man, couldn't cross. So he stretched out his hands to the left and to the right, and all the engine of all the cars knocked. And he crossed. So people were trying to struggle to own their cars. What happened? Somebody said, Is it not Papa that stopped your car? Your car cannot start off. So they now have to rush to meet him. He said, He has been there, see, nobody stopped for him now. Just there standing, nobody thought that it was okay for him to stop. So you have to go in your car to start. And all their cars start. Those are Nigerians. None of those works are recorded in YouTube. Now, generations will lose out on the power those stories carry if you don't make up our minds quickly to begin to document them. God needs literacy. God insisted that things were written down. God insisted. He would say, write it down. Right. You know God said that over and over to Joshua, said to Moses, write it down. Because generations were coming after and they needed to read the stories. God healed of leprosy. You must have the story of you must have a, if you read African Christian history, you'll be shocked the mighty works that God has done in every nation on this continent. There are no documents. Read. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2. Daniel says, I, Daniel, understood by books. He's a prophet. He said, But I understood by books. Look for books, look for materials in your chosen area of study. 
or your field of study and read them. The only way to break new grounds this year is that your mind will be big. If your mind is no large, you will repeat the same thing you did last year. When I was playing piano actively, about 15 years ago, not now, not, not, I don't play anymore now. I was playing piano, I would stay on the internet and download materials of Oscar Peterson, download materials of Atatom and um, Chikoria. Jazz improvisations, I would, I would download Anon, Anon was fingering, fingering exercise, Anon, 60 exercise, I would download, I would spiral bound it, photocopy and spiral bound. They are teaching in faculty of law, they are in class teaching law, I will be studying jazz. I will draw a keyboard on my, on my table and I will be calculating the chords. When I'm done, teacher is teaching, but my mind is not there. I will carry that, if I, if I get those chord progressions and you know, voicings, I will carry it because I had a keyboard in my room. I would yaz overnight. I would read, read, read. They say, is it not keyboard? I was reading. I was studying. By the time I play where my friends are playing, the difference was clear. They said, did you study music? I said, no. And because jazz was largely more difficult than law, when I read my law book, it looks so cheap. I said, ah, you are complaining. This was very easy. I came out with a strong 2-1, 4.24. from university with about 40% class attendance. They call me evil genius. I used to say it was because my handwriting is not clear. That's why my teacher, I would have come out with first class. I was that terrible. I read, I read till my mind became large. Very large. And I was equipped to deliver on what God told me. Stop being lazy. This laziness will not help you. If there's anything that you want to develop, get materials. Yeah, you know, materials are everywhere. Free materials on the internet. If you are making cake, if you are making anything, you can get my, if you are making shoes, there are YouTube videos, they're everywhere. Even if you do, if you are too lazy, you cannot read. You can get audio books now. Do you know that? Do you know that? So your mind is developed. Your mind is built. God needs your mind to be built. Don't be too big to learn. I said it that if you are you cannot, it's impossible to, for you to learn what you think you already know. We belong to a generation that thinks they already know everything. Young people that think they know everything. So they're not willing to learn. They think elderly people are old fashioned. What do elderly people know? I beg you. I say, what elders say, what should what elders sit down will look that children will use a drone to see it. That is why all those persons are sleeping with kids all over the place. Because of drone. And if they sat down to ask those elderly people that this sitting down that you sat down here, what are you seeing? That kept your marriage safe. They will not use drone to go and sleep with somebody else. You think it's stupidity that Pastor Debbie has over 50 years of marriage without scandal? You think it's yam? You think it's not fine? You think polarity is not fine? It's not a fine man? Why is their marriage intact? Why is their mystery intact? Will they go over, 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 over 30 years of marriage? They are not patching up anything. Marriage is intact. Mystery is intact. Marriage didn't have to go because of ministry. Mystery have to go up because of marriage. Children are not haywire. They are not smoking go. Say every pastor should not smoking go. So 
your children carry pregnancy to come and meet you. The pastor is preaching against uh, fornication, but the child is, the baby is pregnant. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a visible contradiction to the pastor's message. These guys have something. You know, I was watching someone who spoke on Twitter, and I said I would love to, I saw Pastor Deboe during their last year marriage anniversary, and I said I would love my wife, my wife and I to be in so much love at this, at this, at this age of our lives, you know, so much. And a lady just tweeted and said, do you mean in prison? And these 18-year-old, 17-year-old girls are not in prison anymore. They have not even been able to sustain a boyfriend or girlfriend for, for, for five minutes. And yet they think that it's just by being braggadocious and raise their shoulders against the elderly people. They, 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 they generate to use drugs. Everything you know must be an improvement. It can't be a contradiction. Windows 5, Windows 6, Windows 7, Windows 10. Are improvements on the previous one. They are not contradictions to them. Every invention is an improvement. Even God is going to do it, he's going to do it as an improvement. He's not going to contradict or destroy what has been done. You must learn. You must learn. In order not to stress myself, I went and I, I bought a book demanded by Bishop Bibi. I bought the book and I read it. It was a beautiful structure. I, I, I don't need to sell books. There are people who have gone ahead of us. They have done all these works. I read biographies a lot. I read the likes of people. I must have read over 40 biographies. I read, I read, I read because I expose my mind to these possibilities. And I learn from their mistakes so that I don't repeat it. It's very critical. So God cannot do beyond your mind. And that's why you must, number one, like I said, expose your mind to the possibilities of these things. And number two, educate your mind so that your mind can be cured to deliver all this potential. Number three is experience. I'll stop that. Experience. One, exposure. Two, education. Three, experience. God said to Abraham, Genesis chapter 13, it's a seed land. It says, walk in it. Walk in the length and the breadth of the seed. Walk in it. If you're exposed to it, exposed to seeing it, experience is walking in it. Exposed is that you see it. You see the possibility. When I sit down on Instagram, I'm checking churches. And those that work for me, they know how many churches links I've sent to them. I can use church link to finish me. I can use ask permission. I can copy designs from anywhere to finish you. I can copy like 10 designs, say do this, do this. I'm copying from everywhere. I'm copying from everywhere. All of us are copycats. There's no original person. No, allow this is your need for originality. Fact your life. I must be original. That's why I've not done anything with your life. Because you want to be original. That's why I've not done anything with your life. Instead of you to copy first, then you build on your copy. That's your problem. I am, a, I am it. I am an original. That's why you are where you are. That's why I've not been able to do anything. Copy first. All of us are copied. God looked at himself and made a copy. That's who all of us are. We are all copies of God. So you know that you want to do this. You don't even have to do it. Go and copy somebody first. Somebody's already doing it. As you are copying, copy, you master the copy, then you build your own improvisation, comes out from within you. Don't let the need for originality thwart you from starting. Walk in it. Experience opens you up to the possibility of it being done. Sorry, exposure opens you to the possibility of it being done. Experience puts you right in it to steer your heart to reproduce it. Exposure opens you up to the possibility of it being done. And experience puts you right in it to steer your heart to reproduce it. Exposure shows you the possibility. Experience allows you to walk in it. So God says to Abraham, walk in it. 
Walking it. Visit the places. If you're a lawyer here, you want to have a beautiful law firm. That's what you want to have. If, if, if law is what you want to do, you want to, have, you want to have a very strong law firm. Go to law firms that you, that you admire. Visit the places. Have a feel of how their entrance looks like. How do they receive their guests? How do they welcome people to the place? How does how soft is their reception chairs? How does their door? Does they open that? When you open the door, <laughs> to, to announce your uh, to herald your your your, your, your arrival. <laughs> Who's that? They even have to knock. The door shut. Have <laughs> somebody has come? No need for ring. How soft is their chair? How clean is their reception? How do their receptionists talk? Do they talk like Bukola Shaba? Or do they talk like a... <laughs> oh God. Find out. Work it. Work in it. When you walk in it, it's stronger than exposure. I went to... Dunamis, when they built the 100,000 seats. By the way, don't let me know that. Let me know. <laughs> I went there and I, I walked around. I walked around and I had a feel of it. I experienced it. I visited places and I want to see how their leadership structure is. How do they give instructions? How do they give? How do they transfer instructions from a particular department to the next department? How does this department handle this instruction and hand over to the next department? The smooth sale of you know instructions, finally the person gets the, the conclusion of the instruction. How does it how does it work? So I visit those places. I visit places I have no business, you know, in, but I just want to go and feel how the place looks like. I look at the place. I went to Redeem Camp and I went around. I walked around. So find out the places that your heart desire. And I pray that God will put money in your pocket. All this I cannot travel abroad is cancelled in the name of Jesus. I said it's cancelled in the name of Jesus. Your passport receives anointing for traveling. You are not going to do passports for identity alone. Do you have any identity card? Your passport is your identity card. Your passport is your travel document. It's not an identity card. It's a travel document. So I declare everything that reduces your passport to identity is removed in the name of Jesus. So you want to have a park in Nigeria. You want to build a, a, a recreational park. And you have seen something like that in Paris. So you visit the place. You visit the place. You see how the water is. You see how the place springs. You experience it. You experience it. You experience it. You have dreams. You experience it. You know when they put a picture of the drums? And my sister said, SG, we are coming. Remember that picture? And we are coming. The reason why you have to do that is because God cannot do more than what is on your mind. He can't do more than the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, no matter God's promise, no matter God's intention for him, no matter, no matter what God was, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is condemned to be. So if it's going to be anything more, then it must be more from his mind. Where do you see your ministry tomorrow? Do you see yourself just struggling through life? Or where you see yourself actually living the reality? And there's nothing wrong with luxury. Praise the Lord. Everything that God
comes against luxury in your mind that's, that says luxury, you know, ah, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Don't say, what are we wasting money? It's just a waste of money. So somebody travels abroad and then they went to sit in a, in a glass house just above the mountain and they're seeing the shore of the sea and see they paid a million dollars to sit there. It's a waste of money. Experiences. When I go to Daystar, when I went, I went to Daystar, from the door, from the gate, someone says, how can we help you? How can we help you? And somebody saw me off from the door. I love it. I love it. I went to their carol, their um, Christmas carol, and I loved it. I loved all the percussion. I love percussion. They carry percussion to carry me away. I love it. I, I, I experienced it. So when are we going to do fireworks? That fireworks, your mind may blow, but that takes us to 35,000 to do. That gua gua, it was gua, it was at 5k that, that blasted at it. Someone will say, hey! Do you know how many poor people can you start 5,000 times? poor people? <laughs> that gua, that 5k, it was blasted. But you know, fine, this showed me the fireworks of Dubai. These are what unbelievers are doing. People that have no jeans. The fireworks have a mind of their own. They move with the rhythm of the music. Ah! I say, Jesus, Philip, you are not going to be poor. Ah! No, no, no. <laughs> no, in the name of Jesus. <laughs> because it took me like one day to think of 35,000. I thought I called you. I mean, can't we get it lower? Can't it come down? Can't they just, must we do it? Is that important? Give me a picture of it. How does it look? He said it was a pressure that snapped me. I said, will you look like this? We live a That's it, I'm So I summoned up, I said, boy, it's just once a year. It's just once a year. So I ginger myself. Next year, will be bigger than that. In the name of Jesus. What is the benefit? <laughs> That's poverty talking. <laughs> That's poverty talking. That's the voice of village. The <laughs> voice of village. <laughs> what did we gain? Did he enter my mind so much? I don't want precious. Precious, you must get a picture of that. You must, I told you, this. you must not that thing. I must have a memory of you know, because That's the <laughs> church, you know, I always use church as an example because church is what I do. It's not my own business, but church is what connects us. Our, our budget when we started SLC is way bigger than what it is now. Sorry, it's, it's way lower than what, we, what it is now. We're, we're spending more for more. And I have to enlarge my mind. I have to enlarge my mind. If not, I won't be able to, we will not be doing what we're doing. Never. We will not be spending so much. Never. And I found out that God has a way because I'm doing it towards vision. I'm not just doing it towards waste. I remember we wanted to decorate our, our place that time in Roseboro. All we had was black, black drapes. We hadn't done this um, this stage design there. So I started thinking of 
the stage design for Bruno. I was looking around, looking around. And I said, I want to do something really, you know, one in town. Something that you have not seen anywhere. And the truth that you know that this thing, if you see it anywhere, they copied us. They copied us. They copied us. If you see that our photo stand anywhere, they copied us. Because if you, if you, if you stand on it and they snap you, they say, it's SSD. So this thing, I was already working on changing it. We're working so hard. We're getting our designs. Femi and I and Gucci have been working for over many weeks now trying to get the perfect design for what will last you know, and be very, very iconic. <laughs> so I remember when we were those words, somebody, one of the people, and I, I don't want to mention the person's name, he said, Pastor Philip, why not let us get Kente, you know, and cut Kente in triangle like this and tack it. When we tack it, I say this village, this village boys. So let's tack it like tram- like diamond style. You know that you know that Kente style. I said, God forbid, yes, yes. never. So God is able to do abundantly, exceedingly what you can ask or think according to the power that works with you. So He's able to do abundantly, but you have to do it according to the power that works with you. How strong is the power that works with you? What do you see? If you're into luxury goods, maybe you sell perfumes or you make perfumes. Have you found out how the Gucci's of this world make their perfumes? How do they craft their bottles? Can you buy one of it, even if it's the um, the 50 ml or the 25 ml, and feel it? Feel it. Why is it different? If I make dresses, don't make dress like cattle. If I make dresses, can I see why people pay so much for this kind of dress? Why is it different? If I need to educate myself, just like I said in those points, then I need to educate myself to be better. You'll be shocked how many times. Ask GT, ask Precious. Every time I'm sending them picture samples, I said I'm looking to churches. How are churches snapping their pictures? How do they zoom in on the people? How do they catch the emotions? Do I do that, do I do that all the time? Every time you send me, how their lightings, how do they, how do they dim their lightings? How do they create what they create? I'm always doing that because I'm learning to deliver on the potential that God has given me. So if you make cakes or if you make air or whatever it is you make, the packaging alone, how do they package it? Can you package it like it should be packaged? And don't disgrace God. See how God packages it. The Bible says you are intricately made. You are beautifully and fearfully made. So everything, your fingerprint, he made it detailed. When I do my paintings, I do some paintings, it may last me for like three months. I'm doing it. And I'm touching it. And I'm touching it. And I'm touching it. And I'm changing it. And I go back. And I leave it for a while. And I go back there. And I touch it. And I touch it. And I touch even the place that the person who bought it will not look at. I make up my mind that this should not be there. That should not be there. Remove this one. Put that one. Make it dark. And when I do all that, and those paintings are going to last for 50 years, 60 years. Oil painting, that will last for more than 100 years. And I'm doing all that. And I'm, I'm so detailed. And I'm too detailed. Why are you so detailed? But that's what, that's what the person is paying for. I don't do it shoddily. I don't do it as if even me, I, I hate this work. If I'm not satisfied with it, I will never deliver it to the person. Never. I've done works over again because I was satisfied. If it didn't please me, if I didn't look at it, I say, wow. I won't give it to you. I won't give it to you. 
I used to frame my work in area 10. You know area 10? They frame it as if they're framing cotton. It will not laugh. The edge will be like this. If you're not careful, you can even tear your clothes. Pay 12K for the frame. Pay 13K for the frame. 15K for the frame. So, I could only give it to people who are also paying 15K and 10K and 12K for the frame. But one day I found out the guy who used to frame my work in this building. And I went to him. I was paying like four times what I was paying in there. He framed, it, he framed some work for me as well as 150,000. The frame alone. Frame alone. And I charged the client. And because I have upgraded my mind, I attracted the kind of clients that can pay that much. So they say, ah, what is it not at work? I said, there, there are a lot of artists on the street. I don't even have time to do many acts. I don't do like more than four or five in a year. So if you are lucky enough to have one of those five, so I say that, and the client sees the work and says, this is me. Pay for it. Stop doing nonsense. That is reason God. That's how they wrote your Bible. You go to read it. You see Tabukam Kairo everywhere. So God says, sorry, it's a mistake, it's a mistake. I will clean it. Paul wrote those letters. He didn't know they were going to become Bible. He wrote them as letters. But today, the book of Luke, we're reading the book of Luke, 30 days of the Holy Spirit. And the, book of, the entire book of Luke was written to one man, Theophilus. Luke was a physician. He wrote that letter to Theophilus. He didn't know that it was going to become a book in the Bible. But he was writing to one person, and he wrote it so detailed, even though it was one person. Let your life be like that. Enlarge your mind. Dream as big as you can. God can deliver it. David did not stop his brothers from dreaming. He dreamed his own. They wanted to kill him because of his own dream. They could have gone and dreamed their own. Everybody can. Is he only me that have eyes? I can wake up and say, hey, well, you have your own dream. I also have my. If I saw you in my dream that you are bowing down to me. To me, you were seeing sun and star. Me, I saw you. you, were bound, you I could have said anything. But Joseph kept dreaming. Bible says, and he dreamt another dream. And he dreamt another dream. And he dreamt again. And he dreamt again. And his dream came to pass. He saw himself there. Because it entered his mind, it entered his life. Sometimes he looks as if he deliberately dreamt. He says, and Joseph dreamt. He didn't say God gave him a dream. There was no place that God showed him a dream. He said, Joseph dreamt. So there's a deliberate attempt to dream. I have a picture of our SLC reception with this guy. When we get where we are going. I have the picture. I have the picture of how our children ought to look like. I have the picture. I look at it regularly. I use it as my screensaver. I check it. It's on my mind. Satan can stop it. Make up your mind. That's it. I want you to deliberately pray to you and say, Lord, Every limiting thought of my mind. Everything that keeps my mind on the floor. Today I yank it off. In the name of Jesus. I declare today that my mind is free. Let my mind be free. 
reka mambriato sutrataya elakwabade shande ketelegede priataya lord i pray every limiting thoughts every bondage every limiting bondage every chain over my mind that satan had put over my mind every chain he used to chain my mind to the ground i break loose today pray where do you see yourself go tomorrow where do you see yourself tomorrow every believer has the capacity to live as jesus lived live victoriously over sin sickness death poverty and every evil works of the enemy you can transform not just your own life but the lives of people around you the more you expose yourself to the words of god the more you see it flow through you in this message pastor philip teaches on how you can respond to god's unconditional love for you live your life in the reality of his power and be all his word says you can be